Welcome to Conservation Unfiltered, a podcast all about the North American model of conservation and your chance to dive into conversations about trends, research, and outdoor activities. It's time to get wild with the 2021 Conservation Media Award-winning host, Jason Creighton. Whether you are a DIY weekend warrior or a professional electrician, you need quality tools and supplies to get the job done. And there's no better place to get what you need than Allegheny Valley Wind Electric in Brackenridge, PA. With an extensive stock of Milwaukee tools and quarterly deals, they have the tools you are looking for. Right now, during their summer savings on tools event, mention a Conservation Unfiltered podcast in store for 5% Milwaukee tool savings. Don't forget to say hi to Cam when you stop in. Welcome back to the Conservation Unfiltered podcast presented by Conserve the Wild. I'm your host, Jason Creighton, and this is episode number 157, Kika Keeps Moving Forward. In this episode, I'm talking with Terry Bryant and J.D. Walker of the Keystone Elk Country Alliance. Terry is the chairman of the board and longtime supporter of Kika. JD is the newly hired president of Kika, who also has long ties to the organization. Topics in this episode include what Kika has accomplished over the years, why JD is such a good fit, and plans moving forward. You also hear some conversations about the live stream that happened at the Elk Expo 2023. All right, everyone, welcome to the Conservation Unfiltered podcast. Uh, as you heard in the intro, uh, we have two distinguished guests with us today, and, and I see some smiles <laughs> as I say that word. Uh, so first off, co-hosting today uh, is my father, Jeff. Say hi. Hello. Glad to be here. Glad to be with these gentlemen. Jeff. And we have board member Terry. Say hi. How you doing, folks? And we have new president of Kika, J.D., Hi, everybody. How you doing? Okay, so now everyone knows your voices, so they know who's <laughs> who's talking as we're moving through here. Um, so this is the second year that I've, I've partnered with Kika to do some podcasting around the Elk Expo, and uh, I wish I would have been up here sooner, right, uh, earlier, more years as, as a visitor, uh, because it's an awesome experience up here. Uh, so let's start real quick with just... we talked. I talked to Raleigh last year about what Kika is and things that they were doing. It's been almost an entire year. Mm-hmm. What has Kika been up to for the past 365 days? Well, so I'm the chairman of the board, which you got to understand the board does nothing but steer the ship. <laughs> we don't get involved in daily activities. Um, uh, we are an extremely conservative board. Every, every penny we make stays in Pennsylvania. And I'll tell you, um, it's just a great board to work with. The uh, last year's been special. Uh, Raleigh Kogan, our president and CEO, announced he would, would like to retire. And we've spent many, many hours in, in interviewing and looking for folks uh, to be the president of the organization. We're going to split the president and CEO, which Raleigh is, 
He will still remain the CEO. He's not going anywhere, he promised me. <laughs> you better not. <laughs> because because he is this organization. You know, he is this organization. So we spent many hours, uh, many meetings, interviewed a lot of people. Um, and I, I tell you, the stars and the moon lined up. And J.D. Walker showed up. And, um, you know, um, he just fits. He, he's, I've talked to a lot of staff. I mean, he's been here, what, almost three weeks? Um, just shy of three weeks, yeah. And uh, <laughs> uh, a lot of, the, of course, the staff have known me forever, and I go around, I'm the guy that says, how's things going? They're going, oh, my God, it's going great. So I'd like to let J.D. say what, what he thinks of the organization and, and really tell us a little of your past. We think that's very important. I know that's not what you like to talk about, but... Uh, uh, Tell us who you are, where you came from. Yeah, my background is a little diverse. I keep being told that uh, I have a unique background. So, you know, I started off out of Marion Center, Pennsylvania, a small town. Graduated high school, all I ever wanted to be was a soldier. So I went and did that for 22 years. Uh, followed my dad's footsteps. He was a soldier and kind of did that. Retired in 2018, taught college for a couple years, and then uh, became a game warden for Pennsylvania. Did some duties in Indiana County for a little over a year, and then uh, kind of transitioned over here in Nikika been a part of this organization since close to the beginning from afar uh, founding member Randy Kimmel was like a second father to me real close with my dad and uh, just kind of fell into this you know this family of Kika and then uh, when the interview process came out I came up here and I've never met a, a tighter group of people that actually cared about something like conservation for elk like they do and uh, it was just an amazing experience and then humbling to be uh, selected in this position and just to see the team that these guys have built, Raleigh and the board, over the last 13 years is just is phenomenal up here. This this world-class destination, they call it, and it's exactly that. Uh, we're continuing to make it better. We're building, like you said, what's happened over the last couple, you know, 365-ish days. So we got a new building we're about to complete. Um, again, funded by donations by, you know, people like you and viewers and people who are listening and people who come to this event like the Elk Expo. Uh, it's been amazing up here and just to see this stuff and how it comes together with such a little team is, is amazing and it's it's really an honor to be a part of this thing terry i want to hear from you like what what is it about jd that makes him such a good fit for this role you know he's uh mature he listens very well he has a tremendous business mind um and we as the board really feel that with with his background with his knowledge um with his attitude that it that he can lead us for the next many many years <laughs> and to move to move our organization forward you how many know, how many years are you looking out here what, what, you're going to be here a long time you're young <laughs> you're young fair enough uh, let's, you put know, it, let's put it this way he started yeah. the whole conversation by saying Raleigh came to them and said he would like to retire. Fair, that's fair. Uh, not yes. that he was going to, <laughs> so he might be a little bit at the well, mercy. You know, Raleigh um, has earned retirement. His wife uh, retired from teaching. Uh, they're going to travel more, but he's not going anywhere. He's going to stick with us for at least another year. He said, I'm going to be here till JD's ready to take this thing over. So <laughs> we're not sure what, what that date is, but you know what? We're excited, and we we're all are comfortable that it will work. It'll work. You know, the, the, the organization for 13 years, we're building our second 
uh, eco building down here because we need it. We have mm -hmm. a lot. We we just educate many, many, many kids and grown-ups. And you know the neat part is we have the money to pay for it. We're we're an organization that has spent money as we have made it, not before. And uh, you know we're just so fortunate of our of our volunteers. I got a shout out to our volunteers. You know, we probably got 50 of them here this weekend helping us. Everything from transportation to walking around answering questions. And we can't do this without them. They're they're the best volunteers I, I've ever ever seen in the country. Yeah, and the volunteers. It's not just this weekend, right? Oh like no, they, they volunteer. They, they come all up. The yeah, time. they come up here to split wood. All right? the time. <laughs> they, they split, split and wood. Stack they help weed wagons. Yeah, they, they they do it all. They do it all. Stock the gift shop. I mean, they yeah. literally do everything here. We're we're just very very fortunate. Yeah. The the group yeah. of volunteer volunteers are you know sitting in this position and Raleigh and I talked about at length that. You know, we sit up here in the top, and we, we kind of direct, and, and we do everything, but we're only as good as they are. And, I mean, they are phenomenal, and we can't do it without them. Um, we're nothing without them. This team that, again, I'll say team because that's what we are, the team that they built here and the volunteers that come from all over the place are just phenomenal individuals. So you mentioned the new eco building being built on the opposite side of the campus, I guess I'll call it right. here, from the other right. eco building. Right. What went into that decision of putting it over there? Was it just ease of putting it there, or was it sort of strategic? You know, we it was strategic. We had a strategic plan uh, that we made up five or six years ago that had the build-out, uh, the extra bathrooms and, and everything. And we tried to do it strategically not to bother the Majestic Elk. Um, so that was a place it fit. It's a back away from the fields. But yet has great access to unloads, unload busloads of kids, and you know I got to tell you I've been around the organization since it started, and when the first busloads of kids unloaded here for training for to learn about where running water and comes from and conservation in general, I had tears in my eyes. I was a board member then, and and you know it's just uh, it's still that gratifying today. You know, yesterday. I uh, was talking to a, a mutual friend who's a former newspaper reporter, right? and he was mentioned that he was here for the first ever Elk Expo covering the what was going on, and he said it was it was a little rough, right? Like there weren't <laughs> a lot of vendors, there were a lot of uh, first times usually not are. outdoor related vendors, right? right? And he really hadn't been back since, yeah. and coming and seeing what it's grown into, he's so impressed and and proud of the organization for being able to do what they've done. And I think that really speaks to what Raleigh yeah. and you and everyone else has done over these past years. You know, we had to move it back a month. People have drawn their licenses. They just couldn't get everything, their vacations, their, their outfitters lined up. And it was the best move, but I'm afraid a lot of people still think it's next month, but if you were here yesterday, we had a tremendous crowd, and we, we certainly thank each and every person that, that comes and visits. But um, My listeners are going to be tired of hearing me say this, because now this will be the third time I've said it, uh, at least. But the thing I love about this, ex at this expo is because you have the room up here, a ton of people show up, but it doesn't feel like a ton of people. You're not, you don't feel like a, you're in a sardine can. 120 vendors 
this year. I think most all of them had showed up, and I, I we have lists of people. More people want to come up here and participate in this. I mean, you're right; it doesn't feel crowded. It's there's a ton of people here, but you're just we're, we got the space for it, and it makes it very comfortable for those that don't like crowds. It's it's perfect. You know, the last few years with COVID, this place was heaven. This was a place you could come, get out of the car with your family, you could walk around and enjoy. And our numbers, which we have up to a half a million people come here a year, uh, they might have dipped 100,000 during COVID, but we we were the place to go that you felt safe with your family. Yeah. And, and uh, we're so thankful for that. You mentioned the eco building, right? Mm-hmm. We, we talk eco and we're saying eco, right? Um, and it's, there's some plaques and some information in the visitor center about, you know, why, right? The facilities are sort of built why they are. Why the commitment to being eco-friendly? Why not just build, you know, because that's going to be more expensive, right? To make it eco-friendly well, it up, up front, yeah. Yeah. you know. I but, know we didn't make the gold status out back but i think we're silver and a silver (laughs) eco building is phenomenal in today's world and i think the new one will be the same um and again we use the classroom and we use the buildings as a classroom and teach them about how we heat it how we cool it uh what what the structure is made of we use stone if you look at the beautiful fireplaces the stone are all from the property um it, it, it's been an amazing process, those buildings have. What better, I mean, you're in education, you understand, what better to have a living classroom that can actually work with you as you're, you're instructing this stuff? And that's, to speak on Terry, I mean, it, it, it's phenomenal. These kids can see what it does look like and, and take that into the future because conservation, you know, we're here for elk, but it's it's everything. It's partnership with everybody for that. And to, to see those kids and they're like, oh, that's how that works, it's is, is great to see that light bulb click on them. Uh, J.D. Yes, sir. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I know you've only been in a job, what, three weeks now? Yes. But you mentioned you've been around the organization since its beginnings. Right. Not to put you on the spot, but that's my <laughs> job. Is there any one particular program or one particular area of focus that you have in your mind that you'd like to, to approach this year? Where, where do you want to head with I think when you take over any organization, the first thing you need to do is kind of watch and see what goes on. Um, obviously, they built such a great thing here. You don't want to come in and start changing stuff right off the bat because that's just it probably won't work, obviously. But um, to watch and see and learn. And then, you know, obviously cultivate more people. Get, get other people interested. Obviously, for conservation and wildlife in general, children aren't as interested as they used to be. Um, Focusing on youth, the education is one of our priorities, our mission statement. So, working on that and just younger crowds in general, you know, just to keep people involved, that's probably one of my main focuses. And then eventually, you know, moving into the permanent habitat protection is one of our big things. We want to make sure that there's permanent tracts of land that are, are dedicated to what we do and, and have a place for the elk to thrive. Yeah, but that's. I'd mentioned earlier off here to, to Terry that my first trip up here was last year. I just renewed my memberships and I'm on the second year. My point being, I think if you get people here, you have them. It sells it's itself. It's a beautiful place. It's, you're right. It sells itself. Don't need any more marketing than just get them to the yeah. location and let them see what you're doing yeah. here. When I came up here for my interview, and I had been up here a handful of times before that, but I sat on a picking table and looked over the field and while there was no elk in it looking at that view it just it's relaxing and i mentioned off air before too that 
the weight comes off your shoulders. It's just peaceful, and it, and again, it just sells itself. You're up here in this beautiful place. The people around are friendly. It's just it's very welcoming and makes you feel really good. You know, we're still the best kept secret in Pennsylvania. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to and, fix. <laughs> uh, we really believe that with folks like you and podcasts and everything else we're doing, help us get the word out that that uh, a, there's a little utopia in this country, and it sits right here in Benazette and the Keystone Country Alliance. We have a world-class facility. Uh, bring your kids, bring your grandkids, um, you know, and have a great time and, and, and just look around. And you can tell when you weigh yourself on the scales in here whether you're a, a calf, a cow, or a bull. By the way, some people might like, like that. They might not sometime. like that, though. You know. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you, like, can, you can bring the family here and learn something and have some fun. Our theater's phenomenal. Uh, programs that we run every day and every weekend are amazing. Go on our website, check it out, come and visit us. Enjoy. It, that, that's not the first time I've heard the word fun this weekend, right? Making <laughs> education fun. Yes. And I don't think there's a better way to showcase that and explain that other than you have the sheriff right the sheriff is here <laughs> don't say it too uh, loud he'll hear you he'll come <laughs> over say, here it's like three times like beetlejuice exactly times, right yeah. uh yeah. but you know having someone like that who is a form the former chairman of the board and a fa- founder co-founder of this organization that has found a way to take kids oh right and and get them engaged and be uh, interested by having fun in this that's how you create adults right i'm an educator i understand yeah. if you can get them excited young yeah. then you're going to have them as adults i mean the whole thing's focused around who pulls the tag out of the barrel it's a child and the sheriff goes around and, and he gets he rouses them kids up and he selects one over a game and it's i mean it's focused yeah. around kids it really yeah, is we're going to have fun here at three o'clock yeah. <laughs> we're going to pull the we're going to pull the tag that uh is, is the most sought after elk tag in the country and we're going to have it drawn by some young little gal or guy, and it's going to be fun. They got to play uh, heads and heinies first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> heads and heinies. And, 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 and you got two guys sitting here that are hoping that oh. we are really excited. Come about three thirty when that. I hate to comes tell you this, but we're also in the. You know, we're we all there. compete too. We all want there. this. I Let's mean, it's a phenomenal sure tag. Good place in the program to say that us interviewing had nothing to do with me. Nothing, nothing with you winning. Okay, yes. Nothing we want to that enough. out on the public record. No, no. But uh, like I said, you know, the organization uh, that Raleigh has created here from day one, and, and I've been his partner from since day one, and uh, the board of directors that we have now that understand what we need to do to get through this transition for JD. Uh, and I got to tell you, the board is extremely excited that we found this young man uh, to take us into the future. Extremely excited. I think Raleigh's excited too because he just walked by with a sandwich a little bit ago. So he's, you know, he's enjoying that aspect of it. I think my stomach's growing. Yeah. His first yeah. excitement this weekend was knowing he didn't have to do this. Probably exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's a talker. He likes to talk. He he's a very good speaker him, too. You just need to he's tie very him good. to the chair though. That's Maybe we need to. <laughs> you can't this keep is, him in one this place. This has been his dream in his life, and, and his family have been part of it. It's just. Uh, to know Raleigh and his family are just well, you know that be that thankful. just extends down through everyone that works for and volunteers for Kika. There's yeah. a passion there that everyone is working for the good of the organization, yep. which is 
in turn then good for everyone in the state of Pennsylvania and even outside of Pennsylvania that come and visit, want to see the elk and want to just experience clean air, (laughs) humbling woods, right? Like just that that release that you get from everyday modern life. And Kika is one of the key organizations in this area of the state that's helping to make that happen. Yeah, You know, we have about how many banquets this year? 17 at least. 17. Yeah. But these banquet committees are made up of families. Mm. We got we have banquets. I can name two or three. The, the banquet committees are three generations. And it's just humbling. It's heartwarming um, to, to go to the banquets and, and see how much they care for uh, Keystone Country Alliance and raise money for us. It's, it's very humbling. Yeah. Often on these interviews, you we hear, well, I don't know if I want to sit down and talk. I'm not comfortable to talk. The interviews that, that Jason does up here the last two years are some of the easiest ones to do because you're talking to people that are passionate. And if you're talking to somebody what they're passionate about, it's easy to hear them. If you believe in it, you're willing to talk about it. Exactly. Anybody's talked to Raleigh can see that in about two seconds. Oh, yeah. That man is just yeah. – and anybody, like you said, anybody up here. Everybody. If you the get volunteers. a chance to talk to a volunteer, I think Meg, our longest – most hours, just, she's phenomenal. She's I up here all by, the time. I sit by Meg, a gal named Meg at a banquet last year, and she says, I volunteer over at the homestead, over at the center. And she said, yeah, I had 670-some hours last year. I said – Oh my goodness! I just saw her and her sister down here, mm-hmm. and they can—you know—they just couldn't wait to say hi to me. And but, thank you to all them. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I got last last year we did an episode just on volunteers, interviewing yeah, that's awesome. volunteers, and yeah. we got to meet Meg oh. and her sister, and they said, and well, there I goes her sister I, right there. I don't want I don't want anyone, if any of the volunteers are listening, right, that that were also on that show. I don't want to say that. I don't want them to feel ousted or anything about this but Meg and her like you could just literally feel from yeah. across the table the yeah. passion that they have and having 600 hours volunteer we like have, that shows. we have hundreds of volunteers you can feel the like same that. thing when yep. you talk to them oh, we no. talked to new yeah, volunteers this year every single one there was two new volunteers out of Punxsy came up to the ladies day they did up here a couple weekends ago they did. They were banquet committee members and had been there for maybe a year or so didn't know they could volunteer here they've been up here every weekend since I mean they love it that much yeah, that's a beautiful organization. As Megan, her sister, one thing you see about them up there is they constantly have their phones out. Yeah. But what they're doing on their phones is showing pictures of elk to the visitors they up are. here this weekend, saying, this is what I saw last week, and oh, this, this was a couple night. months ago. Yeah. And look what's, what yeah. I found I think last Meg's night. one of the keys if you want to see elk. She knows where they're see, at. Well, she spends yeah. every evening out there hunting them things down. I don't know if she down. gives that out freely. She we'll may not. Yeah, yeah, you might sure. have to spoil her with some sort of snack <laughs> or a, a drink. I don't know what she's into, but, you know, she might, she might divulge it. So you, you mentioned early on, right, that first busload of kids, right, that showed up here. And how proud it made you feel. Now, we have Ben and the people that he's training doing Zoom outreach classes, Just right, with, learning, with yeah. kids we and do green, senior citizens. Green screen training for kids, and every, we've done it in every state in the United States. Ben is phenomenal at what he does, and we are so fortunate to have Ben, and, and the time he spends not only with the kids, but with training the people under him to help with the green screen and and all the all those. I mean, we have programs all the time that he's in charge of. 
Just an amazing young man. Dude, seeing that growth, right? Going from just one busload of kids coming up, oh, and then yeah. now it's, I mean, to all corners of the country, right? And, yeah. and to be able to affect that kind of change in education, yeah. that, that's an impressive yeah. growth to see in these We years. feel we've touched 400,000 kids uh, since that's probably being conservative yeah 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 <laughs> i'm looking at numbers going through the process and learning we, here and that's that's yeah. probably being very conservative we do 35,000 a year right now Easily. something like that and and we somebody said the other day bob bold on our board he kind of the education guy he said we're booked september october november we're booked for for here yeah and you know what that's so exciting when we wasn't sure how we was going to get the first bus load of kids here years ago so it, it, it's come a long, long way. And it happens spont- just out of spontaneity. I mean, we're set up here on Friday and look over, and Ben's got Hunter, one of his uh, conservation and education specialists out there. He's leading a group of, like, 20 kids through here that just kind of yeah. showed up as a group, like a family yeah. unit, and just an impromptu class. And it was – they were laughing and having a great time out there yeah. learning. And then on top of that, it's not – you know, you say 400,000 conservatively kids that, that you've educated, but then – there's there's way more than that and the reason why we say is because just a month ago i attended a seminar on elk that was geared towards educators where they gave us ideas and different things that we could do so i can take it to my classroom and now i'm teaching kids about this kind of stuff so it's just this layer upon layer of work that's being done at kika that is just furthering the message like terry said getting you guys helping us get our word out that word of mouth travels i mean i got a buddy of mine from south carolina called me last night he watched the drawing for the pgc tag right there live and said are you guys doing the same thing i said yeah he's like this is really cool next time i come up there i'm coming you know that that gets it out and it spreads and that's what we want we want people to come here from all over the place and enjoy what we have here some some of the success of this, I think, could be pointed right to the fact that it's been grassroots from the beginning, correct? I mean, correct. Absolutely. it hasn't been a, a corporate no. t- type atmosphere up or ever. It's always been family driven and idea driven. That's what yep, you get the busloads of kids here. They, the kids, they seem to come back in the future with their families. Mm-hmm which has been very exciting for us. You know, what's funny about that, my wife and I got a sandwich over here anytime, lunch, I think they're called, and kid back there cooking, he said, hey, my picture's in the wall in your in your visitor center. I said, what? He goes, yeah, I was holding the elk calf, and we tagged him as a classroom <laughs> when they were in there teaching. He goes, and he's yeah. a grown man now, and he's like, I yeah. come back here every year for this stuff. I'm sure. So I'm it lasts, sure. and I'm sure he's got kids, he'll do the same thing for them. So that's right. the lasting stuff we want to see, that legacy keep going down the line. Great. So what's next? <laughs> what do we do now? Well, well, we, got, we, have to, we have to finish Wait, the eco. We got an elk right? tag here coming real <laughs> soon. Now tag coming at yep. three o'clock. <laughs> Let's see what's next for I the organization. I thought we already settled that. I no. no. Our, uh, <laughs> we're looking at you know the elk are expanding, mm-hmm. and we're looking in the future to maybe expand, um, if nothing more than uh, places to pull off and look at elk. Where, you know, there's a great herd of elk in the Kettle Creek area. Um, and, and we want to we wanna try to expand where the elk are so that people can enjoy them more. Um, so, you know, in the future, you may, you may hear we're doing things in a couple different areas. Because the elk herd has expanded. And we want people to be able to safely enjoy mm-hmm. 
watch and nail. Well, that that sounds like a great idea to me. I never yeah. didn't think it's just pull off areas. It wouldn't. Well, j- yep. Be, that would help with the land well, owner would, connection, correct? I mean, you and, and you know how those elk are expanding is by the work that organizations like Keeker are doing. That that habitat that those elk have, their their range is expanding because they op- they have the opportunity to. Right. You know, forty years ago they were confined to two hundred acres or two hundred square miles, whatever you want to look at there, and they had nowhere to go. Now that We've done this protection and this habitat yeah. and all those other things. They've been able to grow and expand, you know, managed correctly, yeah. though. Correct. We work with uh, some of these old farms that you see just laid, everything laid for years. And we have the equipment now, so we actually work with that owner. And we go in and mow it and lime it and seed it. And you, if you build the habitat, they will come. They will come. <laughs> they will come. Just like here. I Which just saw my wife wonderful. walking with food. They'll come. There's food here. <laughs> Everybody's eating but me, I swear. Do you want me to edit that out later? So she no, she that. can hear it. She's no, fine. She She's it. fine. You know, I try to be um, with this show. If it interests me, I'm putting it out there as an episode. But within that, I'm not doing shows that will get people talking or like try to do gotcha questions things like that right i'm not trying to be some kind of shock jock so when it comes to organizations i'm not highlighting organizations that i don't believe in right or i don't feel are doing things the right way and i don't i don't think there's a better way to show that kika's doing the right thing on so many levels than by seeing the fact that the pgc's here at the Elk Expo, and the, all the work that they do partnering with you guys to That's support right. each other, and to see an organization like BHA, Backcountry mm-hmm. Hunters and Anglers, which I think is another great organization, that is quite honestly competing for right. conservation dollars but still standing with, with us. But they're still standing they're with you because yeah. the mission, the Wild Sheep Foundation, right? DCNR. DCNR's here. Like, yep. The mission is is overlapping for all these organizations and when everyone's doing the right thing the right way it's all helping each other everybody wins look at the success story will come out of that when everybody works together so that's and we can't do it without them i mean mm-hmm. there's a bill passed from legislature that gives us this tag to raffle today that's through the state and pdc the land we're on you know dcnr help i mean it's, it's just a teamwork thing with everybody yeah. but success all takes partners. all of us yeah you mentioned the banquets uh, and those are statewide, correct? Correct. Statewide. And network. Somebody can't make it up here, hasn't been able to make it up here, likes to, would like to help the organization, would like to attend one of those banquets. Website's the best way Website. to find web yep. and locations. Yep. Look and at our banquet calendar. The drop-downs are all there. And come and join us at a banquet. They're a lot of fun. And they're come open to multiple members, banquets. correct? Yes. Yes. They're yeah. open to anybody. Come, make out come out to all the banquets. Whoever all wants to come, come and see and... <laughs> Come and, come and learn about the organization and, and meet some phenomenal people. We always take members. You said you joined your membership. Renewed it again? I renewed it today. Well, what are we waiting on for the life member then? Well, well that's what I already What about you two? Where's your life membership at? I said, you know, we have, we have Let's sponsor go. and life membership. <laughs> if, uh, if, if we'll go case. there. I have a question then. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, and maybe it is available. Through another organization I belong to, they came up with this, I can renew, and then they automatically renew my membership on that date every year is that something that you would look into i don't believe no, you but do. we we need to work on you that. know we do have life memberships that's what we do <laughs> oh, have okay. life memberships <laughs> see, see this this is not just a handhold sometimes i have a good know, idea that gets us in between guys i, I understand belong to yes. some other things that renew automatic on my credit card yeah. and you know what uh 
JD's got more work to do. You know? Oh, you see that? Now you gave me more work because I don't have enough on my plate. That's fine. I got Terry, more. Terry will tell you, financially, I should become a life member to do my donation. But people like us, it's not it's not financially smart for us. I Understood. only might yeah. have another day. If we had your automatic renewal, we'd be very happy. There you go. I'll yep. give you another thought nope, out yeah, there. Yeah, that's things we got to reevaluate and look at, you know, because, right, again. I'll check back with you tomorrow see if how good a progress you've Please do. Made. I appreciate that. <laughs> Well, gentlemen, thank you for joining me. I want to make sure you have some time to decompress a little before the, oh, yeah. the raffle. It's coming and, up. And uh, before my name gets pulled. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was his name. Yeah, Wait, whose name is it? Or yeah, Terry's name. Here. I don't know. We'll, hey, we'll settle it at 3 o'clock. It's going to be a great day for him. Yes, I, I, it would be phenomenal if that individual was here today. I would love to see that guy I stand up in the back and start screaming yeah. and cheering. and just yeah. I, That would be a great thing to see today. It's such a gorgeous day. That would top it off right there. Well, it's been a privilege to meet both of you. I, re- I really appreciate it. I, and thank you very much both for your work here. It's, oh, it's thank phenomenal. You guys. So, yeah. thank, thank you for what you do with this podcast and uh, for helping us get the uh, get the word out. Thank you yeah. so very, very much. It is the least I could do for an organization <laughs> that benefits me so much from afar. So I really appreciate you know everything that that we've been able to do together yeah no and this is not our first time working together so yeah won't be our last no it will not (laughs) all right thanks yep thanks guys thank you yes sir That'll do it for today's episode. Uh, as you probably heard in some of the background noise, this episode was recorded live at Elk Expo 2023 on Sunday. So it's a two-day event. It's always on a Saturday and a Sunday. Uh, this year was the first year they moved it up to the last weekend of July. And next year, it will be again in on the last weekend of July. So uh, if you weren't able to check out the live stream, make you know, check out uh, YouTube. There's a link to it. Uh, in the episode details or check out the Facebook group and you can see the live stream. It's still up there video. It's like seven and a half or eight hours long. Don't worry. You can fast forward through all the breaks in between the guests. We had some amazing guests on that live stream uh, from Morgan, the marketing director at Kika to uh, Dan, the habitat coordinator at Kika to Jeremy and Brian of the Uh, Pennsylvania Game Commission. We even had one of the outfitters, Larry, uh, there. And we even had Roy Moon, who uh, was a uh, was last year's winner of the Kiko raffle tag. And he told his story, uh, you know, about the hunt and everything leading up to it and everything after it. Uh, It was just it really was just this awesome event talking with Randy uh, of Hunter sharing the harvest, talking with Brian, uh, who's a forest ranger. Uh, it, we just got to talk to some great people and then see a bunch of great people up there. Uh, you know, the unfortunate part of the event for me is that because I'm working, 
Uh, I don't get to experience everything that the event has, which is, you know, seminars, education, entertainment. Uh, I do get to sample the food, right? I do get to eat some of the food. I take some breaks to eat uh, and do some walking around to see some of the vendors. But I don't get to really participate in the things that Kika themselves put on. And But, you know, what I'm able to see and hear about and talk to other visitors about, you know, like my wife uh, and my mom who brought my son up, uh, on Saturday, you know, it, it truly is just an awesome experience all around. So I highly recommend you start making plans for the last weekend in July, the July 27th and 28th, uh, to stop up in Benazet, PA at the Keystone Elk Country Alliance Visitor Center. You're going to have a great time. I absolutely guarantee it. Until next week or next episode, make sure you get outside, take someone with you, and as always, stay wild. Just like you, I've been on a search for ways to tell the world I'm passionate about the outdoors. Things like a beautifully designed sticker, a well-fitting hat, or a comfortable shirt, all while working to help the outdoor community. Well, I think I finally found a company who checks all the boxes. Wild Rooted is an eco-conscious, family-owned company with a wide range of products, from stickers to shirts printed with algae ink, and hat patches, key fob holders, and keychains made with a plant-based leather alternative called Miram. They have an inspirationally designed product for you. Not only that, but 10% of all profits are donated to our wonderful national parks and forests. It doesn't get any better than that. Head over to wildrooted.com and use CU Free Ship 23 at checkout to get your gear. That's CU F R E E. S-H-I-P-2-3 at wildrooted.com.